Hi, and I welcome you to this podcast today. I'm Phil Scherzer, and again this week there is no face-to-face gathering for worship here at Mountville Mennonite Church. I don't know about you, but for me, I certainly do miss being together with you all as a church family. I know that Pastor Jim and the elders are encouraging each of us to take full advantage of other ways we can be in touch with each other during this time when gathering in larger groups is being discouraged. Listen, I want to encourage all of us. We can share a meal with one another, maybe invite a person over or family. We can call one another to check in. We can text. We can email. And maybe if the weather's nice, we could even go on a hike with a few other folks. I encourage us to pursue being the body of Christ in spite of not meeting as a congregation. I invite you to join me in praying together the prayer Jesus taught us to pray. Let's pray together. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever. Amen. And Heavenly Father, in Jesus' powerful name, I ask you to pour out grace in abundance by your Holy Spirit on every person who is listening today. Grace to not be overcome by evil and negativity but grace to overcome all evil and negativity with goodness. Because goodness is a fruit of your Spirit. Pour out grace upon us in these days to live generously, to live free of worry and fear. Father, pour out your grace into us so that joy and kindness abound through our lives. And now, Father, again in the name of Jesus, as we look into your word, open our hearts to receive. Bring revelation, Spirit of God. Amen. Today, we're continuing our series in joining Jesus on his journey to the cross. Last week, Pastor Jim talked to us about Jesus' trial, and he spoke from Matthew 27 and verses 11 and 14. I want to pick up today where he left off. So if you would have a Bible with you, turn with me to Matthew 27, and I'm going to begin reading at verse 15, 15 to 23. You can listen as I read, or you can read read out loud. Just join me. I'll be reading from the, the New International Version. Now, it was the governor's custom at the festival to release a prisoner chosen by the crowd. At that time, they had a well-known prisoner whose name was Jesus Barabbas. So, when the crowd had gathered, Pilate asked them, Which one do you want me to release to you? Jesus Barabbas or Jesus who is called the Messiah? For he knew it was out of self-interest that they had handed Jesus over to him. 
While Pilate was sitting on the judge's seat, his wife sent him this message. Don't have anything to do with that innocent man, for I have suffered a great deal today in a dream because of him. But the chief priests and the elders persuaded the crowd to ask for Barabbas and to have Jesus executed. Which of the two do you want me to release to you? asked the governor. Barabbas, they answered. What shall I do then with Jesus who is called Messiah? Pilate asked. They all answered, crucify him. Why? What crime has he committed? asked Pilate. But they shouted all the louder, Crucify him! When Pilate saw that he was getting nowhere, but that instead an uproar was starting, he took water and washed his hands in front of the crowd. I'm innocent of this man's blood, he said. It is your responsibility. And all the people answered, His blood is on us and on our children. Then he released Barabbas to them, but he had Jesus flogged and handed him over to be crucified. The title of the message today is in the form of a question, and it is simply, Jesus or Barabbas? And then there's a question mark. Now what I'm going to tell you, because you can't see it, is that I put, a, I put quotation marks around the name Barabbas. The reason Barabbas is in quotation marks is because the choice for the crowd in this text and for Pilate is pretty clear. Would they choose Jesus or would it be Barabbas? For you and I, however, Barabbas in quotation marks could be anything. It could be another person or Barabbas could be any number of other things that we choose over Jesus or in place of Him. I invite us to think about choices today, and specifically the instances where you and I may be choosing other people or other things in place of Jesus. Pilate the religious community and to some extent the general public found themselves in a situation that involved a choice. For them, the choice could not be postponed, could not be ignored or sidestepped. The choice demanded a decision. What would it be? Who would they choose, Jesus or Barabbas? The reality is, all of us on most days face some kind of Jesus or Barabbas choices. And maybe you're saying, <laughs> No way. It's not the life and death thing that the crowd in Matthew 27 faced. Maybe not. But listen, when we choose to look, I'm going to give a couple examples now. When we choose to look at porn on the internet or elsewhere, are we not turning away from Jesus, the one who took our sin on himself? Are we not choosing Barabbas? When we allow hurt towards another person to build within us and rule in our hearts, isn't that in some way handcuffing Jesus in our lives and giving Barabbas his freedom? When you or I tear apart those in authority over us, whether in the workplace, 
the church or the government, are we not choosing the way of Barabbas over the way of our precious Savior who taught us to pray for those in authority over us? For me, I think some of the choices I face and the decisions I make regarding those choices, it's almost like it's subconscious. Like, take for instance my thoughts. It's so easy for negative thoughts to get ahead of steam for me and to begin to control my thinking. You see, it's not that I consciously choose negative thoughts, but they gather and almost by default I let them stay. So I ask again for me and maybe, maybe you can relate to what I'm saying. Is that not choosing to allow Barabbas freedom to roam? Paul writes in Philippians 4, verse 8, Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is praiseworthy, think about such things. Now, I'll speak to me as much as to anybody here, but being conscious and intentional in what we think about and praying for the anointing of the Holy Spirit over our minds, I believe is choosing Jesus and setting Him free to move about in our lives. And it's also handcuffing Barabbas and throwing him back in the cell. I could continue to list choices we may face along the way, and the decisions we make about those choices. But there's one more thing I want us to think about, and that is, what are the voices and influences that are speaking into the choices that are in front of us day in and day out? The voices that are affecting our decisions about those choices. Sometimes we have little or no control over the choices we face. But most times, we do hold the power to make decisions about those choices. It is fascinating to me that the four gospel writers all included some version of the story about Jesus and Barabbas. So I looked at all four of the gospel accounts, and here are some of the voices and influences that affected both Pilate and the crowd. And it, it, it influenced their decisions whether to choose Jesus or Barabbas. The first one involves Pilate. The Bible says, the crowd shouted. And then it says, they shouted all the louder. And finally, Scripture says, and their shouts prevailed. I ask us, is there something or someone shouting in our ear that is affecting the decisions we make regarding life with Jesus our Savior? Is that noise prevailing so that Barabbas is set free to roam? What is the shouting or the noise in our ear? Is it something from our past that still demands to be heard? A hurt? Something else? Or some other dominating voice like social media or television news? 
The Holy Spirit invites us to investigate those voices with Him. And I would suggest also with our brothers and sisters in Christ. James chapter 5, verse 16 tells us this. Confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so that you may be healed. The prayer of a righteous person is powerful and effective. The second voice or influence that affected decisions on that day is about the crowd. The gospel writer Mark says, the chief priests stirred up the crowd. And Matthew, in his gospel, tells us that they persuaded the crowd. Now, may I remind all of us, the chief priests were powerful authority figures, and they wielded that influence in a heavy-handed way to lead people away from Jesus. Again, I ask us, is there some, quote-unquote, voice of authority in our lives, in your life or in my life, that is wielding more influence in our lives than Christ? Could be a person, could be a tradition, or something else. Another voice or influence, and this one affected Pilate. At one point, Scripture says this of Pilate, he was even more afraid. Now listen, this is a hardened, seasoned soldier. And he at some point in this story is pushed to a decision by fear. I ask us, are fear, worry, and anxiousness dictating decisions in our lives? So how would we know if they are? And maybe this sounds over, oversimplified, but I would just ask us, whose voice and words are we going to sleep with? Whose voice are we waking up with? What words are we waking up with? To decide to choose fear and again, maybe we're not choosing fear or anxiousness, but we're allowing it maybe to stay, to stick around. Allowing it to rule in our hearts. Is that not in some way unloosing Barabbas? And I would just say in our world these days, it's easy to have our hearts clouded over by fear and anxiousness, isn't it? The voice of worry can be so powerful. And Jesus, I would, I would want to remind us that Jesus invites us to plant our feet on this declaration from John 16, verse 33. And these are His words. He had just got done speaking for quite a while to His disciples on this last evening before His death. And He said this, He said, I have told you these things so that in Me you may have peace. In this world, you will have trouble. But take heart. I have overcome.
the world. It's an amazing statement. May the Holy Spirit grant us grace to live as people who overcome. The last voice and influence that I want to look at involves Pilate. Mark tells us that Pilate, quote-unquote, wanting to satisfy the crowd, chose Barabbas over Jesus. Wanting to satisfy the crowd can be a strong voice affecting our decisions regarding choices. So when you and I would cave in and make a decision to choose something or someone over Jesus, who are we attempting to satisfy? Ourselves, maybe? Possibly we're trying to quiet the peer pressure coming to us from friends, family, or co-workers, or maybe somebody else. (laughs) Holy Spirit, help us to see it. Help us to see where we're caving in, choosing Barabbas over Jesus to satisfy the crowd. There would be more voices and influences to identify and to process together if we took the time. But I would like to close. We live in a tinsel and glitter culture. I think these days are teaching us to value um, the things that God values. But we do live in a tinsel and glitter culture. So many choices flash in front of us to draw us away from Jesus. Man, I can be so much like Pilate or the crowd. And I can make decisions based more on the noise around me rather than on what will set Jesus free to move mightily around me and in and through my life. I would just say to all of us, this isn't about pounding us with with a message to make us feel guilty. Because I believe our Savior understands. Jesus understands. And yes, Jesus is holy and He's sinless. And He will judge the world someday. I firmly believe that. But I want to end today by saying that I feel like what Jesus wants you and I to know today, to be reminded of, is what is written in Hebrews 4, 15, and 16. Listen to this, powerful. Take this in to yourself today. I take this into myself today. The writer of the Hebrews says, For we do not have a high priest who is unable to empathize with our weaknesses, but we have one who has been tempted in every way. And I underline that every way, just as we are. Yet, He did not sin. Let us then approach God's throne of grace. It's not a throne of judgment today. It's a throne of grace. Let's approach that throne of grace with confidence so that we may receive mercy and find grace in our time of need. So, think about it this week. 
as we face choices, as things flash through our minds and flash in front of our faces, who's it going to be? Is it going to be Jesus? Are we going to choose Him? Or are we going to set Barabbas free to have His way? You know, I had to think about this Barabbas guy. You know, I have no bone to pick with him. He was, he was a rebel at heart. He was an insurrectionist, the Bible says. He actually was involved in killing people. But he's still someone that God created. And I often wonder, what happened to Barabbas? Incidentally, I, in, in preparing for this message... Um, his name actually means, we, we say it wrong, we say Barabbas. Actually, it's Bar-Abbas. And his name means son of the father. Isn't it fascinating that the man that he stood beside and who people got to choose, him or Jesus, both of them were sons of the father. That was their name. That was Barabbas' name. And of course, Jesus Christ is the Son of the Heavenly Father. Sometimes the choices that we face and the decisions that we need to make, the choices seem so similar. I mean, Barabbas, his name was actually preceded with Jesus. Jesus Barabbas. Or Jesus the Messiah. I want to pray for us that we would hear the voice of the Holy Spirit who dwells within us. May we pray. Every day, Father, we, make, we face choices. We need to make decisions about choices. Have mercy on us. We come boldly to your throne of grace asking that you would give us grace to make decisions about choices that will set you, Jesus, free in our lives. And when those choices seem so hard to discern, when there seems to be so many similarities maybe between the choices, we ask, Holy Spirit, that You would help us to discern, to know. Thank You so much for speaking to us today. Thank You, Jesus, that You are our Savior and our God. Walk with us this week, Holy Spirit, pour grace into our lives in this week, in this next week. We need you. We love you, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen.